Exit 52 podcast into analysis time after what we said was going to be a slugfest. The Ravens-Steelers rivalry does not disappoint, except when you lose. Then it actually does disappoint. Ravens lose to the Steelers 28-24 to in a back-and-forth contest at M&T Bank Stadium, a game where the Ravens had their high moments of play and certainly had some low moments um, in terms of how they turned the football over and played offensively and maybe played defensively in the third quarter. Steelers came out and, and took the lead in that third quarter. Ravens retook the lead, and then the Steelers took the final lead before the Ravens had their chances down the stretch um, to take it in the late minutes but could not get it done. Banks and RDT here with me, myself, Taylor Smythe. Banks, I'll throw it to you live from the crab bag. Your thoughts? Uh, Soul-crushing. I mean – they played such a great game uh, when it comes to line of scrimmage, and they just made tons of mental and just dumb football loser type stuff, turning the football over, um, mental mistakes, penalties. I mean, you look at some of the box score here. You got 457 yards gained to 221. That's that's the makings of a four touchdown win, and the Ravens should have been up by three scores at halftime, and they just didn't do those little things or just didn't protect the football. And it's, it's weird. You, you come out of that game deflated and just, just, just absolutely crushed. And at the same time, you see some things from this football team that make you feel better about who this team is than maybe you came into the game. I might be alone on that, but it doesn't take away just the emptiness that is losing that game because it was there to be won and they had, I mean, they, they dominated the Steelers for most of the game. I mean, the time of possession was 35 minutes to 24 minutes and change. And they just shoved it right down their throats for the majority of the game. And they just, they just turned the ball over in the red zone. They threw a pick six and it's, it just sucks. And it's kind of how it goes in this rivalry. Like so many times the team that maybe should or should not have won. I'm not saying that the Ravens deserve to win it because they did all those loser things, but it felt like the Ravens both proved that they are as good, if not better than the Steelers today. And they did everything they could to make the result not reflect that. And that's, what's frustrating. RDT. Yeah. I mean, this this team is just it, they looked like the offense in the second half of last week's titans game like big ben couldn't complete a pass to, downfield to save his life and it was like the ravens just couldn't get out of their own way uh i mean the ravens were up 10 and they were dominating but that that was the bad thing is they were only up 10 um i mean they i i thought they played a lot better than than the steelers did and just let them hang around too long and like we talked about with Joey um, during the week, it's like, I was just waiting. You were sitting there waiting for something's going to happen. When, just when is it going to happen? And, and we ended up seeing it. Um, I mean, you know, they, they had 29 more plays than the Steelers. Again, if you watch the first half, it, 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 that doesn't surprise you. I mean, Lamar, and I know we'll talk about it, but Lamar was borderline garbage, terrible. Um, some of the fumbles, the, the, the pick six was terrible too. Um, it was it was not a good day for Lamar. Um, they were running the hell out of the ball, um, which was neat to see. And and I did see shout out Taylor. I saw some tweets um, talking about J.K. Dobbins's uh, balance. So the the, the balance watch. Is, oh yeah, is, 
that's fully on he for, awesome. uh, for Dobbins. Yeah, and he, and he looked he looked really good. Even I thought Gus Edwards looked good too. He I was mean, awesome too. You know, they had three guys rush the ball, 113 yards, 87 yards, 65 yards. 47 carries, 265 yards. Um, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty dominating. But again, they just the Steelers just hung around and 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 hung around just long enough. On some to, drives, like, they, they executed on a couple of drives in the second half, and they punched it in. They got their touchdowns, and they did what they needed to do on that front. And you have to give them some credit for that. What's frustrating is that the Ravens they gave them seven very early, and then they settled down. They moved the football. They scored again. And then they made another mistake and then they got out in front and they made another mistake and they got up to halftime with a 10 point lead Steelers had maybe 50 or 60 yards at the half and they were complete control. You can go into the locker room and say, Hey, we made some mistakes and we're still up 10. Let's clean up the mistakes, come out of the second half and just finish the game. And they didn't do that. It's more frustrating when you make mistakes and then you come out and continue to make mistakes. Mistakes happen. They happen to every team. They're bound to happen throughout the course of a year. It's the way you you react to them and come back to the table and, and do some things. And they did some really good things. And then they just shot themselves in the foot again and again to the point where the Steelers just could stay in the game. Like they, they were up 10, and I believe they forced a punt from the Steelers to open the second half. And I first or second play, Lamar throws that interception in our own territory. And then the Steelers punch it in within two plays and they're right there within three points at a heartbeat. We like they had the moment to say, go out, get a stop, and then dominate on the ground and control the game for the second half. And they did the first half of that. And then they just said, no, we're gonna throw the ball. And we're like, it's frustrating. It's just, it's just all of it's frustrating. Frustrating as hell. Yeah, ultimately and- you can you can go through so many of the stats in this game. Um, and sometimes there's obviously a lot of nuances to what's going on in, in this. But to me, I mean, ultimately the four Ravens turnovers and the, the one at the end of the game is, is, is charged a fumble. It was a turnover on downs. Lamar fumbled the ball and they recovered it. But the three Lamar turnovers is really this biggest story of the game. Um, fumbles, you know, on the five-yard line uh, when the Ravens could have gotten three or seven. Obviously gifts the Steelers seven um, in the first 50 seconds of the game with just a bad decision and a bad throw. And then that throw at the beginning of the second half is totally inexplicable. Um, I don't know why that decision was even made. He throws that ball. That gives the Steelers another seven. If you take any of those out, the Ravens win the game. Um, Because you look at every other stat, the Ravens had, you know, 24 first downs to 14 first downs, 457 total yards to 221. And I hate being like, oh, just take one thing out and that totally changes it. But when you end up losing by four, and you've, you've essentially lost seven points with one turnover and given 14 away with two other ones. I mean, that, that's sort of what, what sums up how you leave, let a team stay in a game that is clearly not playing as well as you um, offensively. And that's what the Ravens did. I mean, the Steelers were terrible in the first half offensively. The Ravens defense played great. You were never going to keep them down for the entire game like that. That would have been a heroic effort um, from the Ravens defense who obviously had some issues in the second half, but as I said, you're not going to play perfect all game long. Um, and unlike what happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago in Philly where the Ravens defense broke down and, and they came all the way back that, and the Ravens offense couldn't do anything in this game. Um, the Steelers obviously have a better defense and were able to do some things against the Ravens um, that stopped. I, as you said, JK Dobbins was sensational in this game. It felt like that Dobbins and Gus Edwards were able to get in a little bit more of a rhythm without a three running back 
rotation. It'll be interesting to see once they bring back Mark Ingram, how they balance that back out, um, especially on that final drive that ended in the Lamar fumble turnover on downs uh, combo. I mean, they were just bringing one guy in, taking him out and just letting him go. Boom, 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 run that option. And those guys looked fantastic. It looked like they were ready to finish the game. Um, that's easily the best Dobbins has looked um, this year. And that I think is one of the things that you're talking about. Banks taking away from the game is you feel like the Ravens really reestablished the ferocity of that rushing attack, even losing Ronnie Stanley and Phillips in the first half, you shifted around, put DJ Fluker out at right guard, and they didn't feel like they missed a beat in the running game. And that's going to beat most teams and is going to beat every team unless you turn it over four times. So that is the part that makes me the most frustrated is the Ravens sort of refound their identity, but in the spots where Lamar Jackson couldn't make mistakes, he made mistakes. Exactly right. Like they just, their offense looked every bit of the part that they did last year. And the statistics back that up. They were gaining six yards on the ground every play. They were second and six, it felt like all the time. Second and three, second and one, or breaking out consistent like 15 to 20 yard runs, moving the chains, controlling the football and controlling the pace and, the, and dictating the game. And they just let the Steelers have their two drives in the second half. And, you know, they were good drives. And it, it, what's more frustrating as well is like the Steelers, and I hate to say this, it, it makes me sick to say this, but the Steelers played winning football. They really did. They made the most of the drives when the drives were there to be had. And they stayed in the game. They took the lead. And then they just clamped down and made the stops when they needed to. These are those types of things that if the Ravens had won the game in the way the Steelers did, that we would be preaching about. That's winning football. That's what the Ravens do. The Steelers did that today. We didn't. And that's what's so disheartening. And like exactly what, you know, we've been saying is like they, the offense found the 2019 form and the defense played a pretty great game. Actually, they gave up 222 yards and held a pretty potent offense to 21 points um, with one of the drives being a 20 yard drive. And that should be more than enough to win a football game. And they just didn't do it. They just, they just, they just did not get the job done today. And it sucks that, that Ronnie Stanley got hurt. We'll see what's up with Tyree Phillips, but like, uh, this is, this is one of those losses that you're going to think about for the rest of the year. And that's what I was kind of, I was going to go there before you guys did 265 yards rushing with two of your starting offensive linemen out is probably something maybe only the, the Ravens could do. Um, and again, it's, it's as crazy as it sounds. I mean, everyone knew the second Stanley got hurt and you saw that replay, you knew, okay, well, he's done for the year. You know, no one was pulling a Tony Romo and let's just hope it's a cramp. Um, and you just, you knew he was done. And, and yeah, it is. So it was, it was, it was interesting to see how well they rebounded from that. Um, Cause again, it's like, they didn't even miss a beat. Um, and yeah, it was like you said, the defense, I mean, we had, on ESPN before the game, we had the whole uh, uh, Marlon Humphrey peanut punch thing, a uh, little, little segment on it. And lo and behold, we got the, the Marcus Peters peanut punch um, for his fumble, which, which was pretty interesting to see, right? I think that was the play directly after he got called for that pass interference. Um, it was, and like you said, I mean, this is going to be a loss because now the Steelers are basically two games up um, and they have the tiebreaker over the Ravens. So, this is just going to make that, that Thanksgiving night game that much bigger and, and, you know, puts, puts all the weight on that plate. Yeah. It feels like it's interesting. Go ahead, Taylor. No. Yeah. No, just looking at the, just, I'm just, you know, scanning post game. We always do this post game. So you're just kind of getting the reaction 
as as we go live here. Uh, Hollywood Brown just tweeted, what's the point of having soldiers when you never use them? Parentheses, never, two exclamation points. He was Whoa. targeted He was targeted twice um, in this game. Um, and, you know, certainly not – he's not totally wrong. It definitely wasn't the day necessarily for his skill set in terms of just not a great day to throw the ball. Yeah. Poured all morning, rain during the game, fields wet. Um, could they have targeted him down the field a little bit more? Maybe. Um, but you look at B- uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and that, that team certainly loves throwing the ball, 21 for 32. It was a lot of stuff that was over the middle, dump downs. Um, I do think the Ravens could do a better job figuring out a way to move DuVernay and Brown around on some of those you know, jet sweeps and things like that or little tosses um, that I think that the Steelers do a good job with people. But they just don't put, they don't put Lamar under center enough to do a lot of the sort of jet sweep um, type of Matt Canada shout out to the Terps a couple years ago things. Um, so, <laughs> a lot of Matt talk. Interesting, interesting tweet from Hollywood, both because the Ravens really stay unified in their public messaging as it's from a team perspective. And we've seen most of that Humphrey. I've seen stuff from Pat Ricard already um, and Hollywood coming out and saying that also his quarterback is sitting in the press conference right now, pretty much taking total responsibility for the loss saying Lamar saying the, tur- the turnovers are the reason I felt like we lost the game. I put that on me, no turnovers. We win the game. If I don't turn it over two other, two of those times, we probably win. Who's, who's um, so, Hollywood's cousin. Uh, Hollywood's cousin. If I, let me think about that really quick. Maybe a guy we talked about the other day, I believe it's Antonio Brown. And that is going to be oh, the first. Right. It, oh, it is. That's right. It is Antonio Brown. And that's going to be the thing that comes up. Yeah. I, I, I've already up. seen it on Twitter is, is yeah. stop acting like your cousin. Ooh. Gosh. You know, blah blah blah. So it's don't worry. It's going to be deleted, I'm sure, probably within the hour, and and he'll come back and say like, oh, it was a song lyric or something like that. But yeah, yeah it's I already like, have. I've already seen it. Friends texting me about it. it. Yeah, uh, trolling me about it. So, um, but great. but I, and 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 also those those things aren't. Everyone freaks out about those things. Those things happen to every to, to teams. Um, and you kind those of guys want to win. They yeah. want to win, and like you get it. Like he wants to compete. I'd rather have guys who want to compete. Like I wish you wouldn't lash out in that way, but I really don't want to lend that more credibility than it deserves. It's yeah. just people are frustrated and you're going to be frustrated when you lose the way that they did today. And um, he should have had some more opportunities, but like you said, like it just wasn't situationally the kind of day that, that he would get fed a lot of throws. Um, I would like to see this offense do some more of the things that the Steelers actually do where they run bunch formations and they run those underneath, slants and get their guys open in space and let them run with the football. I felt like we tried to set one up early in the game to Duvernay and he dropped it. It's hard to like continue to do that when you're running the ball well, and then you throw it out and you try to make a play to catch and run and you drop the football. It's just hard to like justify doing that as part of your offense when one thing is going really well. This is This is going to be one of those games where like in hindsight, it'll felt like Greg Roman did some things wrong or whatever, and people are frustrated because they lost. But for all the crowd of people saying, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, you got your wish today. <laughs> and they ran the hell out of the ball. 47 and times. You can do something extremely well and still end up on the wrong side of it because mistakes are made and just, I mean – I'm, I'm starting to talk myself in circles where I'm just already – it would be better for my mentals to just move on from it because I'm just that, that worked up about, and I, I, I don't want to be worked up. I want to move on. I want to beat the hell out of the Colts. 
So yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. Colts coming off a win today, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it. You have every right to be frustrated. I mean, this is ultimately a very frustrating loss when you win with, or when you lose, excuse me, turning the ball over and really getting close to taking the lead at the end of the game. I mean, this doesn't. I mean, the Ravens are right there uh, to take the lead at the end. So, you know, that's tough to see. I I feel that as one of Lamar's biggest fans and stands on the internet and all that, I have to stand up here and say he has to clean it up and not make some of these throws. I would have no credibility if I didn't say it after a game like this. He has to throw the ball better. He has to make yep. decisions. He has to know when to throw it away. He made a tremendous play on a non-hold. I think that is like the play of the freaking year. Well, not well. it would have been a hell of a freaking play, and they took the lead on it, and then obviously the Steelers came to the, the lead back. But um, Can we talk about that holding call too? Or horrendous air quotes call. yeah bad call he yeah, definitely uh, 1000% tried to grab him he tried to but he percent tried to but he didn't him? so like, he called him he they called the try i mean they essentially called you reached out to grab his jersey skura didn't call, do it. it's a bad call but he no doubt tried to hold him but there's questionable calls on both sides i don't know if it evened out or not uh you know I've, i'm looking at the scoreboard and some other things other than trying to that yeah, I don't think this game was, was an officiating. Like, we're not going to – we can't make this about the refereeing at all. Dude. No, I don't think so either. It, I, it, but, it, it's on Lamar. It's on Lamar. Yeah, this is, a, this is ultimately a, a loss that very much goes on Lamar Jackson. Um, and it, that's, the, that's the, the road of being a quarterback. You know, I said it was on the turnovers. Those are all Lamar Jackson's turnovers. So, as you said, the, the decision at the beginning of the game, he just can't throw that ball. He, he just he cannot. He, he kind of got away with one too on the one that uh, was it was it Minka or who was that that smushed the ball into the ground and was, uh, it was not Minka. It was another one. Uh, Joe Hayden. Joe Whoever Hayden. it was, it was Joe Hayden. Whatever it is, yeah, it was Joe Hayden. That's another and, throw. That, yeah, because he threw that. Like I mean, he threw that. That was a wild thing. throw. That was a wild. I mean, a bad throw. Yeah, there was he, he had the stretch where the the one. Where it was third and two, and they run up the line, and they can't spike it because then it's suddenly fourth and two, and they're just mistiming with Andrews on the mm-hmm. little five yard end because they needed to move the chains. Like there's just little things that are out of sync. I don't feel like the two minute offense was exactly the way that it should be. They seemed a little disoriented when they had to run up and call play at the line, and you want to see them improve, and that's all you can hope that they do. He still made a, a throw that gave them a chance at the end there. Um, but it just wasn't enough. So he, he also had a throw. It was in the first half. It was one of those where like, it was like a Deshaun Watson where the guy had him and was throwing him to the ground and he kind of just tossed it up and it yeah, ended up getting Andrews caught it for like, what, like three or four yards, five yeah. yards. And it's like, I like, I was at Jimmy's and I looked at Johnny and I said, that's Johnny said, don't ever do that again. And it was like, that's, that's prime picking for, for Hayden or someone like that. Like, those yeah like so again that put that throw in that folder like just you don't need to make those throws again he someone someone i don't know if it was on twitter but they said it he looked shook today um i don't know it was it was a weird it was just another weird day he did some weird things i don't think he was any more out of control than in the chiefs game but like we don't need i don't and i don't think yeah and we don't obviously have to you know break down every single play made i don't i don't think the word shook would would yeah. would go for me? I, he was uneven. He was just uneven. Yeah. At time, he looked like he was in control. Like a couple of those drives, I think he made great decisions on those option plays coming down the stretch. Uh, I think he a great play he made was really sticking his foot on the ground on T.J. Watt on the one 
towards the right that he then tossed to Dobbs that Dobbs ended up turning up the field um, and getting more yards than he should have. That was a great play. Um, I thought the touchdown throw to Boykin was really good. The way he saw the pressure on the edge and knew the pressure was going to arrive within two seconds. And he just got rid of it quick, like quick release and put it in a good spot. But he made a sidearm throw to Snead up the field. That was a great throw. It's just, it was just uneven. It was just very uneven. Yeah, it was uneven. His mistakes got punished. His mistakes got punished. Yeah. He, he, he made the mistakes and he, I think he needs to know that that's the best defense he's going to see all year. And he's going to see them again. He can't treat them like they're the, the, the Washington football team or, or the Eagles or, or one of these other bum teams that he's able to throw all over on. He has to know and pick his spots. Like, this is not a game where we need to force a throw or, or just light it up and, and score on every drive. He has to just be smarter than that and have some self-awareness and uh, be patient. He just needs some patience. Like, and hopefully he learns that with time. There's no guarantee that he does, but he will look at the tape and, you know, that the Colts are probably the next best defense that he's going to see this year. So this is going to be an interesting week to see how he responds and looks at the tape and tries to find the right temperament. Yeah. And, and if you, if you run the ball, like the Ravens did today, the thing you can't do is make plays that helps the other team beat you. Yep. Um, and, and you, that allows you to, when you're running it like the Ravens do, you allows you to control possession and they were able to do that except when Lamar gave the ball away. Um, so as you said, he's going to clean that up Go, coming up against this Colts team, which I think the Ravens will certainly feast on uh, old Phil, old riverboat, Phil rivers. Um, that should be fun to watch. Um, I do think Yannick Ngakwe um, didn't look totally like up to his standard, but he was pretty close to getting home a couple times. I think that will come as we go through. I don't think there's any point in going through this Matt Judon play. You got to get yourself out of there. Don't throw your hands around and flail around. Don't get yourself in the position to start with. I, everyone's complaining about that. It, it, this has happened to every team. Mm-hmm. There's no conspiracy against the Ravens because Matt Judon got thrown out of the game. He shouldn't have been in that situation. Just shouldn't have been there. And, and another thing, just real quick, did it not seem like the Steelers were just absolutely – they made it a point in the first quarter to touch Lamar on every play. They were, yeah. I mean, they were, they were in his face or like they showed that one play where he, it was the read option. And he, I think he gave it to Dobbins or Edwards and TJ Watt still just came right after him and hit him. And, you know, in the first quarter, that's when you knew like, all right, they're, they're going to be in his kitchen all day. And, and it seemed like, cause he, I mean, he took some hits that game that we haven't seen him take anything close to hits like that. Yeah. So it, it seemed like they always had a plan coming in and, and, and it seemed like they executed it to a pretty, you know, decently at, at least the game on thanksgiving night fantastic as we talked about on thursday unfortunately the uh the ravens do not come out on the winning end today um so any final thoughts from you guys gotta pick up the pieces gotta look at the tape you know all the cliches whatever you gotta (laughs) gotta just leave this one in the past flush this one you know file this one i mean we're 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 five and (laughs) and we're acting like our you know our work is cut out for us whatever we have lofty lofty goals which is to win the division and it was to win the one seed and that that is probably out of the picture unless we we run the table or close to it so um you know we just got to win these next handful of games and take care of business in pittsburgh and then we'll reevaluate the afc north from there it's all you can do it's all you can do at this point RDT? I mean, the big takeaway is, is 
you know, we talked about them. It doesn't matter how many times you beat the Browns. It doesn't matter how many times you beat the Bengals, which is obviously a very tough thing, beating the Bengals. But uh, we don't have to talk about that. Um, the two teams that, that the Ravens get matched up against every year or, you know, at least graded against the, the, the Chiefs and the, um, the Steelers, it's like they, they went over two and they failed. They failed two of those tests so far. So, yeah, again, like we talked about, that, that Thursday night Thanksgiving, I mean, that is going to be just a massive, massive game. So it's, uh, it just, I feel, I feel like, you know, you're just going to have your blinders on until then, because like we were talking about, I mean, the schedule isn't too easy. It's not too tough though. Um, but that's in what, six or seven weeks. So maybe, no, that's in like four no, weeks. That's right? in three, that's in four weeks. The Ravens yeah, have God. three tests really they need to pass here. They've got to go to Indianapolis and beat the Colts. They've got to beat that Patriots team on the road. Um, if they don't, if they, that that'll that's be gonna be that don't. will be panic time from Ravens fans if they don't win that game. And then it's the uh, exit fifty two bowl when the <laughs> Titans come to MT Bank Stadium. And I think that will be a game that propels a lot of angst within this fan base after what happened last year. If the Ravens can rip off these three wins and head into um, the Thursday game in Pittsburgh with some momentum on Thanksgiving, I think that will be a very different mood. Um, and I think that the biggest takeaway here at the end is as you guys both said, extremely lofty expectations. Every single one of these games against a good team feels like it's the Super Bowl because it feels like if you have to reprove all the things you thought last year. And as you very well said, Eric, they have failed both of those tests so far. Um, one was a colossal failure. This one was a very winnable failure. Um, so at least that's an improvement. Is, is that, that Titans game a Sunday and then the, the Thanksgiving game is that Thursday? Correct. Ooh. That's... That's the time. Again, that, that's the schedule. They got to do the same thing. Schedule. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, the schedule totally opens up. Cowboys, Browns, Jags, Giants, Bengals to end it. Yeah, that's we, a sleepwalk. We, we will and should walk into that Steelers game with a cock full of confidence because we really just shoved it right down their throats. Like we did – like if you look at the box score and a lot of things we did, and I know that's like what is that worth, but a lot of the things we did today usually results in winning football. And if we just do that again, we'll fall on the right side of it. Just I was, clean it up a little bit. I saw this stat that just came across from uh, at NFL on CBS. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. Ravens are the first team since not, at least 1950 to outrush an opponent by over 200 yards and outpass them by any amount and lose. Wow. And there it is. That pretty much sums it up. That is a great way. That stat, it's not great. The internet breaking up at the crab bag and a Mikey Stevens yawn in the background. That's <laughs> how the pot, the instant analysis podcast comes to an end. Ravens lose to the Steelers 28 to 24. That's exit 52 podcast instant analysis. Make sure to follow the boys at Barstool Banks on Twitter at E D I T T I 22 for Eric. You can follow me at Taylor Smith 10 at exit 52 podcast, Twitter and Instagram. We will see you next week on the Exit 52 podcast.